0: Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Tales of Esperon. You may notice Avi was not here for this episode. She had to step out of the recording a little earlier than expected, so LA is just taking a nice nap for this one. If you're new to the show, we are an improvisational and collaborative storytelling podcast that's focused on telling fun, character driven stories. Now, what does that mean? Well, we sit down at our desks, pretend to be someone we're not, and then record it all to share with you. We're here to weave a tale for you to enjoy, second by second, line by line, and we just like to have as much fun as we can along the way. Follow along as our players pretend to be small town adventurers, doing their best to put some good into the world. And my favorite part about that is that we have absolutely no idea what will happen next. It is literally at the mercy of a dice. Our story is being told with a game system you may or may not be familiar with, Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition. We loosely rely on this system to tell our own stories independent of the lore and, well, often problematic content that comes with Dungeons & Dragons right out of the box. In short, this just means that we use dice to decide what happens next to our characters in this fun little game of make-believe we're playing. Roll high? Maybe you recognize a stranger you met on the road a while ago. Roll low, maybe returning from the Feywild hits you a lot harder than you expected. Let's roll the dice and find out what happens next. Together, welcome back, everybody. Tonight, our tale begins at the moment Rose was whisked away from our adventuring party on the Opal River, on their way to the Emerald Crossroads. as she vanished in a puff of wine-dipped leaves and winter winds. It begins in a place few mortal eyes ever see. The space between planes is told to be a ravenous void, filled with the horrors the cosmos has to offer. Mages of the Academy like to imagine it as a void, where the divine send those who deserve to be punished for eternity. Others hope it holds the secrets to creation itself. For Rose Lieblin, it was mostly a quick blur of color and light, followed by vomit. At her feet, a ring of turquoise grass is blackened at the tips from a recent surge of arcane power. What? What the hell? She quickly looks around, finding herself at the center of a circle of large standing stones. Sprawling from this monument, a series of roads winds into the Feywild beyond, much like the spokes of a broken wagon wheel. Eliel, the winter aladrin, stands at the circle's edge, leaning against one of the tall, standing dark stones. Her large, icy blue furred coat is rumpled, She stands there, eyeing Rose with a soft smile upon her pale blue face. I hope the trip wasn't too much for you. I had to stay within line of sight due to your ward's clever negotiations. Rose immediately raises her hand and her black hammer lifts from her waistband and soars into her open palm, as she begins to circle around Eliel. Where are we? Easy now. There's no need for that, Eliel says, motioning towards the hammer and dropping a woven cloth bag gently on the ground. I took you to the Feywild, in my domain. We're safe here for now, I promise. Rose stands uneasy. Her fist tightens around the handle of her hammer. Take me back now. We will go back soon, I just need to gather my things. Eliel begins to procure an armful of fanciful bags from behind the closest standing stone, each one smaller than the previous. Not everyone can travel as light as you do, my dear. Especially after losing your previous wards. Rose's face becomes flush with measured anger. How dare you! I did not lose my wards, I- Rose pauses and looks around the site, carefully eyeing Eliel. How did you know about my wards? Eliel smiles gently and picks up her final bag from behind the standing stone she was leaning against. I see so many things out here, and the many paths that those have traveled, as well as the roads ahead of them. Yours was a pretty rough one until recently. Rose takes a moment and carefully takes in her surroundings. The standing stones around her are a tall, dark obsidian, reflecting with the beautiful pastels of the Feywild surround, arranged in symmetry, with Rose at its center. You took me to a crossroad. Ah, I, I thought all the crossroads were gone. Eliel stands for but a moment regarding Rose. Her icy blue eyes reflect a sadness, colder than the deepest winter gale. Yes. They have been for some time. That's why I'm here. Eliel runs her hand across the beautiful obsidian, and as her fingers glide across its surface, light dances just beneath the stone. The anger quickly fades from Rose's face, and wonder overtakes her. With the crossroads closed, it has become so hard for the Wayfinder to see the roads that mortals tread. Not since they were shattered by the hunters. awful lot. Are you ready to go back, dear? Rose walks across the circular clearing and looks closely at one of the standing pillars, running her fingers across it in a similar fashion as light dances beneath the stone. She quickly looks to Eliel. What do you want from us? On the other side of the circle, Eliel turns to face Rose. It's simple, darling. Walk a path that has been long forgotten. I think your new wards are destined to do so. Destined? What the hell does that mean? The path I walk has already pierced the veils itself. I could even see it all the way down here. In a place where roads never meet anymore. Ugh. Awful. Rose's hand brushes against the carving on the stone, etched into the surface of the glittering obsidian. Words which Rose begins to mumble to herself. The roads we walk wind far and wide the paths be kind and true I Take you to a place you never knew foot by foot faint by the grace of the region region. Rose is cut off as Eliel's finger presses against Rose's lips, halting her rhyme. Names have power. My dear, I wish to help, and if you know that rhyme, then you will know I mean well. Rose sharply pulls her face away from Eliel. Can you ensure their safety? Eliel smiles gently. Keep that name safe, dear, and you and your wards will be under my protection on their path. I so vow it, bound by the Wayfinder's I herself. As Eliel says this, she crosses her fingers across her heart. One, two strokes, marked with necks. Rose pauses for a moment. Um, fine. Can you get me back to them and make sure they are safe? Eliel's shoulders tighten, a smile crawls across her face as she reaches down and picks up two of her bags. You and your wards have begun on a path that has not been tread for, a, uh, hmm, hmm, one, two, three, she counts off her fingers, a millennia. Their safety is of the utmost importance to me. Take my hand, and we will return to make your wards into true heroes. Rose nods and cautiously reaches out her hand, and in a swirl of wine-colored leaves and powder winter snow, these two adventurers depart from an ancient crossroad of the wayfinder and a realm far beyond the eyes of regular mortals the four of you are all standing on the banks of the opal river at this kind of riverside camp you had set up in the distance, you can hear the water of the river kind of burbling against the rocks. And in the midst of realizing what just happened, you all turn around and see that Rose is nowhere in sight. And Eliel has just vanished into a puff of snow as it appeared in the air and kind of blew away on the breeze. What would you all like to do?
1: Where, Where did they go? They were just here.
0: I have to admit that's pretty
2: inspired.
1: <laughs> okay, um, that's a problem. We, she was guiding us. This is
3: her boat. We're, we're gonna take or do we wait here? Do we know where we're trying to go?
1: Last I remember we were going to the uh, Emerald Crossroads. Um, Rose was to to bring us uh, to the to the group, the Hunters' Guild. We were supposed to be sworn in. We're still a couple days away,
2: I think. Yeah. I mean, like, it's great that we know the name of the place we're going, but it doesn't help because this boat doesn't run on thought.
0: Tedward, it occurs to you that you have been to the Emerald Crossroads before.
2: Yeah, but I don't remember how. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Good point. Fair point. Fair play.
2: <laughs> like, I didn't just trail a ball of yarn behind me the whole time and it's still there. No idea where we're at.
1: Um, okay. Well, let's walk through what we were talking to having a a pleasant discussion. And then she disappeared and took Rose.
0: Her name was Eliel.
1: L. Okay. My bad. Who's Arunia? Why do I have that on here? Um,
0: Poor spelling. <laughs> or
1: something, yes. I
0: can't. <laughs> that, that's a hundred times funnier to me because you got really close to the mic.
3: <laughs> so we've made it so that we can't be betr- like harmed, though, right?
0: Yes, that was part of the agreement.
2: Yeah, I mean, she could still just run off and use someone as a human lamp whenever she wants to. Well, what? <laughs> you know, like we can't go and she can't go anywhere we can't see. So she just grabs somebody.
1: Oh. Well, what I just don't know what to do now.
2: Well, I am very hungry. So,
1: perhaps we should um make camp for tonight. Yeah. Hope hope that they return in the, the morning
0: um or
1: uh, maybe a couple hours.
0: Yeah, as a reminder, it is like technically morning, but it's still very early. <laughs> make a camp for the morning. <laughs> Basically, you're making camp for what remains of the darkness of morning.
2: <laughs> well, we have an additional problem. I don't know how to pause the boat when it's in motion. <laughs> Who knows how to do boat things? Um, I have some experience.
1: Yeah, he can take care of it.
3: Weren't we already on the bank? Already, the boat was already stopped.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, we're okay. So
2: we're we're not
0: moving. Okay, you guys are at your camp on the riverbank, and the boat is kind of tied off, just floating in the water.
3: Well, I think we should finish our night's rest and then figure out what to do.
2: Hmm. What if... What if... we found a way for Rose's being gone to cause us physical harm and Elial would have to bring her back? <laughs>
0: Giga Brain plays.
2: <laughs> Tedward leaps to his feet from his crouched position where he has been sitting like the thinker statue. And he grabs a rock to goes, if I don't see Rose in five seconds, I'm gonna hit myself with this rock. <laughs> <laughs> he dramatically counts down from five. Five. Four Three, two, one. And since Tedward's bluff will not be called, he <laughs> smashes himself right in the face with that
0: rock. <laughs> what <are you> <laughs> roll me damage, right. this is amazing.
2: <laughs> well, what out of what?
0: Um, It's just a rock, roll me a d4, plus your strength modifier. God,
2: the one time I get, okay, wow, well, I got the full Monty there, seven, <laughs> four plus three.
0: You take seven bludgeoning damage as you hit yourself in the face <laughs> with a rock.
2: All right, I really thought that was going to work.
1: <laughs> Would you like a a health potion?
2: No, I need this.
0: Oh, okay.
2: This you know, pain will remind me.
0: Blood is coming down your nose.
2: <laughs> I need this pain to remind me why my ideas are never accepted into the mainstream of academia. <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. So you said you're hungry, Ted? Yes. Yeah, that's maybe a little bit lower on the list of priorities. <laughs> <laughs> we could waste time hunting. Ah, yeah, we
3: could.
1: We we could do that. That's not a bad idea. I mean, as far as we know, she'll she'll come back. Um, she she did want. Well, she made the deal with all of us, right? <laughs> So, it probably is correct that eventually they'll return.
3: Does anyone have a me- uh, some sort of magic to send a message to Rose?
1: No, I don't have anything like that.
2: Because if we tell her to close her eyes. <laughs> oh! I feel like that's going to provide some kind of excuse for an escalation. Like, what if suddenly Eliana's like, well, I'll just make more eyes all over your body. Give you a couple dozen pairs of eyes that can't blink at the same
0: time. Tedward, roll me a perception. Or yeah, Tedward, roll me a perception check. Oh, that's a six. Six. Yeah, Tedward doesn't know. Somebody else. <laughs> Both God. of you.
2: Perception. Tedward's eye is swollen shut, so oh,
1: it's a five.
0: Uh, twenty-four. Twenty-four. Haley notices this immediately. As Tedward is like gesturing with his hands and pointing to his face for all the eyes, you see L.E.L. standing behind all standing behind you guys in the tree line, leaning against the tree. Wow! I I'm impressed you think that highly of me. Ah! There she is! <laughs> in the flesh. Where's Rose? Who? The woman you took. Oh, your friend. I wouldn't have had to do that if your little um what is the word? stipulation wasn't written into our agreement. She's over there and she points to the boat and you can see Rose slumped over the side and her face is green and she looks like she's gonna vomit. Rose, are you okay? You hear vomiting. (laughs) I'll take that as a yes. She puts her hand up. I'm all right. Uh, Okay. While teleporting does a, a, a mean turn on the body. See, your friend is just fine.
1: Um you're not going to do that all the time, are you?
0: No, I just needed to get my bags.
1: Oh, okay.
0: And you notice at your feet there are two bags, like kind of meticulously decorated in like m- motifs of like snowflakes and snowdrifts and winter winds. I'm surprised they're not turtles.
1: Um well, I'm I'm glad Rose is back. I'm glad that she's not dead. Uh,
2: keeping I mean, an eye on you, the natural number of eyes, no more, no less.
0: <laughs> okay, so hunting, <laughs> let's go hunt now. Recording, like <laughs> <laughs> you, Craig, 20 minutes late to the goddamn party. <laughs> um.
1: <laughs>
2: Tedward is rummaging through his bag.
0: Okay, what' you looking for?
2: Tedward wants to find either a bell or a balloon.
0: Um, would give me a reason why he would have reasonably have either of those things?
2: Uh, Tedward wouldn't reasonably have either of those things, but Tedward has never let that deter him from checking his bags for anything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um you rifle through your bag and it is full of you know, all the things you took with you. There's some rations in there. Odds and ends, pocket lint. I mm. wonder if there's anything in an explorer's pack that would make a bell. If
2: I hollow out a potato and put a smaller potato inside it. You'd make, make a very
3: dull bell.
2: Boom, boom, boom.
0: So while, while Tedward is rifling through his bag, throwing potatoes on the ground behind him. I would never do that. Fine, gently <laughs> placing potatoes on the ground behind him. Thank you. L.E.L. <laughs> goes... It's like you don't even know me. So, did someone say hunting? Are we traveling? What's going on?
3: I think we should finish out the morning the way we should have, by
0: sleeping. Agreed. Who's going to stay up with me? I will. Two eyes. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
2: Tedward has smeared the blood from his smashed nose into war paint.
0: (laughs) I'm
2: going back to
0: sleep now. (laughs)
2: Tedward is looking for his missing teeth on the ground while keeping an eye on Elial. Roll me an investigation check. Oh, damn. I got an 11. That's the highest I've rolled in days. You found it. I'm going to put that in my pocket. Which tooth was it? It was my upper left canine tooth.
0: Nice. Okay. Um. So, I assume Haley and Thurbash return to their slumber.
3: Oh, yeah. Roll right over.
0: Okay. You plop down. Uh, both of you and Tedward, you're left with the next two hours or so with L.E.L. Um, is there anything you'd like to do or accomplish in this suspicious rest?
2: Tedward is just trying to wean himself off the annoying habit of having to blink. So obviously the first couple, you know, one, two seconds between blinks, then four, then six, then 10. Before you know it, Tedward's going whole three minutes between blinks.
0: Roman constitution saved.
2: And it's agony.
0: Yeah.
2: Fourteen.
0: Um, with a fourteen after <laughs> that's pretty good. After about ten minutes, your eyes start to water, and Elio is just kind of sitting there with her back leaning against the tree. These kind of fluffy that almost look like winter clothes um are kind of strewn out about her as she's leaning against the tree, and she just looks at you and goes, My, that is a horrifying sight. Are you okay? Never been better. You know, you can blink. You've already blinked several times. I'm not going anywhere.
2: Nope. Not gonna blink. Tedward begins blinking one eye at a time to keep (laughs) one eye on Eliel at all times.
0: Oh, that's even worse.
2: (sighs) Blinking in shifts.
0: Eliel leans back and puts her head against the tree. And kind of over the gentle crackling of the campfire, About an hour or so passes and you hear the flooding of fluttering of pages and the scribbling of or like pen on paper your book is writing something do you do anything
2: tedward reaches up and sort of with a gesture that's not unlike somebody who would have a pet falcon or a pet bird kind of allows the book to alight on his extended arm and he brings it down so he can try to keep one eye on the page and one eye on Eliel and see what's being written.
0: Um it's just writing about this particular person, um Eliel. Um mm-hmm. it's writing how she is a villain and oh yeah, under the vigilant watchful eyes of Tedward. Oh yeah. No mischief will be had on this night. None. Are you saying this out loud? Yeah. Can that book understand you? Oh, yeah. Huh. She stands up and starts to walk towards you. Do you do anything? This,
2: she's taking up more of Tedward's field division. He thinks that's just sort of playing right into his hands. So he's not. Like, yep. She like stands,
0: right. stands over your shoulder and looks at the the quill as it's writing on the pages. Too hard. So what is, God, you can stomp with that. What does
2: this do? It's my book. It writes about
0: me she immediately reaches over and tries to grab it i mean um it tries to flutter away and she grabs it and it's like shaking in her hands and she goes stop it
2: all you got to do is say that you want to read about tedward the magnificent
0: who is that oh ouch oh is that you i'm so sorry yeah
2: your thinly veiled sarcasm is less effective than the blows of my feeble enemies," says Tedward, a slight
0: warble in his voice betraying the emotional wound that has been dealt. She begins flipping through the pages and oh, says, "You, you and your companions," and she motions to everyone else who's sleeping. Ah, uh, quite the adventurous
3: sidekicks,
0: yeah. She's like reading through the book. Hmm, sidekicks, yes. Yeah. And she lets the book go, and it begins to flutter away from her and she sits down on the ground. Do you do anything? Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm-mm.
2: Tedward takes his role as watch person very seriously, probably too seriously.
0: Okay. As she's sitting down on the ground, she goes, well, look, I'm going to get some shut-eye. If you would like to continue drying out your eyes for all eternity, feel free. And she just leans back and closes her eyes against the tree. Oh, skin off my back.
2: Don't know why I didn't blink like this before. This is going to be my new thing. I'm never going back. Never going back to that old fool siren double
0: barrel blinking.
2: Uh-uh. Not me. Always going to keep one in the chamber. One the, eye.
0: The, the rest fades off as Tedward mumbles, mumbles nonsense to himself. Um, And all of you wake up. The next morning to the sound of birds. And you can hear...
2: They left me on watch... The entire day?
0: No, it was only about two or three hours. Oh, you said the next morning, and I was like, "Wait a minute!" No, no, no. (laughs) That blink, that not blinking, is really getting to you. Um, Squelch. And you, you wait, you all wake up to Rose packing up some things. She's snuffing out the fire. Tedward, you feel a kick on your, a gentle kick on your thigh. Tedward, Tedward, get up. Yeah, yeah.
2: I'm awake, no, I was not sleeping what I was not sleeping.
0: I didn't think it was possible to be that inhumanly still <laughs> I am awake Hey Lay, like, you you hear this commotion and awaken <sighs> oh.
1: we are we we're, we're still alive. great blessings love it from who um no one in particular uh well, one in particular it, it's more of a personal thing really um i, I don't I don't want to impose
0: that's not suspicious
1: i oh i oh uh, i i don't mean mean to be well secretive i it, it, it's just not, um not everyone is a, a very trustworthy um especially those that take my friends and then leave and then come back surprisingly only to uh you know have an air of mystery about them as well
0: i am not mysterious i am an open book no i'm an open book you're the kind
2: of person you're afraid to blink with two eyes around
0: you you
1: have an open book you yourself are still not exactly (laughs) the most understandable
0: it's, it's just assume while this is all happening, Haley's off to the side, packing up his bedroll, giggling to himself. She's
2: doing it already. She's trying to sow dissent in our troop. Uh, well, uh,
3: anywho, Haley's off to the side, staring, wondering why Tedward is now cross eyed. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
1: that's the result. <laughs> you are not exactly an open book, LEL, but. We're- we have agreed on, on a code, um, and so far you haven't broken that code. You've certainly made me feel very stupid.
0: That was not my intention. I apologize. Now, can we pack up and um, get moving? Sure. She's, like, stretching. Picks up both of her bags. So, we're going to the crossroads, Yes.
1: Uh, as as far as I know... Rose, is is that right?
0: Roll me a perception check.
1: Oh, that I don't like. I don't like when you say roll anything. Roll followed by a word is bad. Uh, 16.
0: You can clearly tell that in the midst of her packing, Rose has cleaned up most of the camp already, just kind of silently to herself, Um, after waking up Tedward. And you look over to the boat, and Rose is nowhere to be seen, but there is a bedroll on the ground unfurled kind of haphazardly.
1: I'm gonna turn to LEL and stare at her.
0: I did when, not do anything to your friend. I bet you she went off to use the bathroom.
1: Uh, we, ha- we haven't been traveling long, but I would suspect that Rose would be um, nice and say, I'm going to the bathroom or, or something like that before walking away.
2: Tedward kind of just sidles up and puts his arm around him. He's like, you and me, we're going to have a little chat. And I kind of steer him off into the tree line hurriedly. I know what's happening. (laughs) She replaced Rose with a toad. A toad? Look, look, call me crazy. Okay. Actually, please don't. <laughs> when okay. I was young, when I was young, everyone in the village knew that the spirits of the forest would enchant animals to replace humans. Of no, course, they don't they- do that. Yeah, they do.
1: No, they do. no. I know they don't do that.
2: Oh yeah. Well I, I,
1: I've I've been taught that they don't do that in particular. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And how would you know? I do, do you I didn't know.
1: <laughs> pull out my prior book. It's just like a barky book. This, oh, yeah.
2: that, yeah. your dumb book that doesn't even fly.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you All told right. me when we first met that most books don't do that. So I, I mean, I think I'm I'm correct here.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm not convinced. Anywho, think...
1: where? Why do you think she's a toad?
2: Why do you think Rose because... th- is a toad? I mean. Not a toad specifically, but I'm told that that's the, that's the go to animal. Because toads really don't have anywhere, they, they, they can't get any lower in the ladder, in the hierarchy of nature. So when they're suddenly transformed into a human. They're, they're just living it up. You shut up.
0: <laughs> Haley has snuck up on this conversation. <laughs>
2: Nah, fly's too stupid. There's a minimum threshold of intelligence you'd need to pass off a doppelganger.
1: (laughs) Tedward, have you seen a toad?
2: Yeah. I've seen plenty of toads.
1: Recently? Yeah. Where Rose was once standing?
2: No, but that's not the... It wouldn't be a good doppelganger if it just hung around being a toad in plain view. She obviously ran out somewhere to get to, she imported a foreign toad, not a domestic toad. (laughs) She took Rose, switched places. Now Rose is somewhere transformed into a toad. Very malcontent. And in her place, a toad who's thrilled to have jumped so far up the ladder in life.
3: So does that change the fact that we should try to find her?
2: Not at all. I'm just helping you.
3: We oh, we idea. should we should try and find it, just for just for, I
1: I don't know for fun's sake we'll look for toads and rows at the same time. You don't
2: get it. You don't get it. You're not looking for a toad. You're trying to make her reveal her nature.
0: At that as at the end of that sentence, you hear the bed roll over by the boat, kind of tussle a little bit.
2: Perception check. <laughs> <laughs>
0: A cross-eyed Tedward's head
2: swivels 180 degrees around like a whip to focus or not focus on the bedroll. Roll me a perception check. <laughs> okay, that's an eight. That's not, that's not my traditional low.
0: All right, I'll give this to the other two. Tedward, you don't see anything, mostly because you're cross-eyed at the moment. Hey, Leigh, though, you though, because you were kind of like a side base to this weird little conversation going on. You look over, and you see the bedroll tussle and move a little bit. And from within the bedroll, it kind of opens up and flops out on the ground. And you see a, a lynx, like the cat, inside the bedroll.
2: Huh. Okay, I wasn't that far off. That's basically the cat of the toad world.
0: Wh- what? What? <laughs>
2: I beg to differ. I jump a lot more than normal cats do.
3: Oh, okay. I actually can't argue that. I don't know. Well,
1: simple enough. We already have a cat in our possession. And if the two can communicate, we can figure out if it's Rose. I'm offended. Not you, <laughs> <laughs> Haley, I'm you oh my cat. god! I'm not talking about you in particular, I, I was actually, I was actually talking about our, our, our fiery friend. Well, your fiery friend, but, I mean, sure. You, you want to try and talk to the cat? That's cool.
0: Um. At this point, L has kind of walked her way over to the bedroll and is standing over the cat. Um, I am sorry, but this is technically. Not my fault. She looks over her shoulder, back at all of you. What? What do you mean by technically? Um. Okay, let me set up this scenario for you. I put you in a boat. I take you down the river. We're both in the boat. Um. If your shoes get wet, that's not my fault.
1: But this is not shoes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Hmm. What what do you know about the Feywild? Uh, I can tell there's
2: apparently a shortage of toads.
1: I I don't really I I mean, I I know a little bit. I know I know some. Um, doesn't really fix our problem about the 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 rose cat, the cat rose. Whisker I, I don't know what to call her. Call her Rose.
3: That seems safe.
0: Hey, Le or Thurbash might be the ones who know something here. If you'd like to roll like a history check or sure. anything,
1: this is this is where it's at. The the natural twenty coming right here. Watch this.
3: Uh. Oh, it's a two.
0: <laughs> I got a natural twenty. Damn it! Hey, Le. Um, you're a chronicler from an island full of stories. You haven't read of this happening. Particularly like in this specific instance, but when she says the term Feywild, and you look at this lynx whose fur color is the same color as Rose's kind of wild curly hair, um, you remember maybe this could be fun. Um, if you'd like, I can do this as well, but up to you. How do you know that if someone goes to the Feywild, there's a chance that? Something magical like this could go wrong.
3: Uh this would all go back to the dozens of stories of how the how evil one because the heroes went to the Feywild for help and then came back as various creatures that honestly reflected them, but no one but because they angered the Faze, no one would change them back.
0: Ooh, okay, so this is like an affliction that he's read about. Yeah, so that's that's how you know about this. But looking at Rose and based on LEL asking that question, you can tell the group what you want about it.
3: Uh, I would say this is just something that kind of like happens to mortals that go into the Fey Wilds. They have a chance of coming back different, or the Fey can do it to themselves. But I feel like that'd be a form of harm.
0: Technically true.
3: So I don't think. That, so I think this is a side effect of. T- uh, of teleporting through the Feywilds.
0: You, your feet getting wet, so to speak. Yes? She looks worried. Yes? I'm I'm
1: very confused.
2: No, what you way? know, actually, I'm going to go with, we didn't ask you to take us to the Feywild, and if you knew this was possible and you did it anyway without telling us, that's negligence and you're still liable.
0: But it's not a harm, is it?
2: Tedward kicks the legs. <laughs> no, no. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to be like, how is that not harm? Change your back.
0: Okay, I don't quite have that power, but in in my experience, it goes away over time.
2: Is there a dimension you can go to that periodically turns animals into people? Ooh.
0: Not one that I have access to. No.
2: That would, Why that would be
0: was
1: cool. she to clean up the
0: entire campsite
1: and then she turned into a cat? Is there, like, a delay or something?
0: I would assume so. Look, I, I'm, I'll be quite honest. This is the first time it's ever happened to a mortal. I've heard other of my compatriots talk about what could happen if you go through a fae portal with a mortal. But...
2: Can we test this with 2 2 might not be mortal for all we know. Yeah. We really don't know. He was animated by a magic watering can. Like berry could be an infant god for all we know.
0: <laughs> okay, okay. We get on the boat, continue on our way. If my memory serves proper, it's been a while, but there might be something along the way that can help with her affliction if it doesn't, you know, run its course. If it doesn't run its course? <laughs>
2: I
1: think she means if she doesn't miraculously turn back from a cat to, to Rose again. Oh. I thought I think there were more some, details
2: from you from I on. thought there was some advanced progression of being turned into a lynx that would happen.
0: I mean arguably this is better. Um, because I have heard that some mortals will come out at the wrong time. Oh. That's a whole other story. Do you
2: mean come out of the Feywild, not come out of the transformation?
0: No, yes, the Feywild, I'm sorry.
2: It's way Okay, well, can we put a moratorium on involuntary trips to an extra-dimensional zoo in the meantime?
0: I swear on my heart upon it. How many hearts you got? She swipes on the uh wrong side of her chest and smiles. Spooky. Hey everybody, and welcome to the mid-roll. If you'd like to support the show, you can find us on Twitter at Tales of Esperanto. That's A-S-P-E-R-R-A-N. If you'd like to support us in a more direct way, we now have merch on Redbubble. I've personally designed some stickers, t-shirts of our characters, buttons, and posters with a helping hand from Mars Maybe Gaming on Twitter, the wonderful guy who put together our character art. Any purchases made here will directly support the hosting cost for our show and website, so you can fund us directly and get cool merch. The link for that will be in our episode description. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. Kind words mean the world to indie creators like us, and sharing those kind words means even more. This week, we have a cross-promotion with The Lucky Die a D&D 5e real play podcast. You see, looking up from the ground, blood-red clouds boiling across the sky.
3: You did ask me to bring the thunder.
1: Agent, <laughs> agent, Help! I've got the chalice, please!
3: Well, if they're following you, then I guess that takes care of a loose end for me.
0: <laughs> All of you feel the earth beneath you shake and crack and break. I feel that I have failed both of you, and I am sorry for that. This has nothing to do with you being a bad leader. Do you want a countdown? Oh, I think I want a countdown. I want to help. I always had good intentions.
1: I, I did not deserve to die. Now. The Lucky Die Podcast is a weekly 5e Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast join our adventure every monday wherever you download podcasts by searching for the
0: lucky die all right let's get back to the show
1: thurbash is gonna pull out his uh prior book and the back couple of pages which don't have a lot written on them he's gonna like take his seat of the first shard pen and scrawl down some information as the conversation's happening.
0: Um, so as you're writing this down, Eliel takes her things and kind of walks over to the boat and drops it in. Um, the Lynx is sitting there looking confused, um, but not like running away or anything. Um, Thurbash, what do you write? You're just jotting notes or?
1: Really shorthand, Thurbash writes, uh, Feywild, and then underneath Feywild, there's like two bullet points. And one says, transform cat. And the other one says, out of time.
0: Okay. So as you're scribbling this down, what do you guys do? That's a better way to put this. As he's scribbling this down, what do the rest of you do?
3: Haley will go help Alea get her stuff into the boat along with his own.
0: Tedward repacks his bags.
2: Also, I'm curious, does this cat still have Rose's mind? Or is it just like as if a cat has appeared and Rose has gone?
0: Um, roll me an uh, an insight check. I think, tedward
2: It's a ten. It's not bad.
0: Okay. It seems to be regarding all of you with a semblance of intelligence. You've seen Alea do something like this before with her own body, where she shapeshifted into an animal. Um, you feel like it might be something similar, just because you've seen Alea do it before. Gotcha. She turned into a panther. When was that? Why do I not remember that? That's awesome. Yeah, that was during your fight with the dragon.
2: Oh, Ted wouldn't remember that anyway. He thinks he did that by himself.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so I assume while Thurbash is writing this down, everyone kind of packs up their things and collects it in the boat. And I think we can do a scene here on the water. Eliel has kind of plopped herself in the boat, waiting for all of you to get in. And she goes, So, um, can any of you sail? I don't think our cat friend here, and she motions to the lynx that has been kind of picked up and plopped into the boat. I don't think she is quite capable.
1: I am unable to do so. This is only my first, second time on a boat.
3: I made a one-person boat across the ocean work. I think it was more luck than a skill, but I have done it.
0: What? She looks to all of you for confirmation. I didn't know that either. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, but that's pretty... Pretty neat. Um, Haley gets to drive the boat.
2: <laughs> yeah, thanks for volunteering with your little boast there. You asked. It's not a boast.
0: boast. Boat. <laughs> um. So, what do you do, Haley?
3: He doesn't know how to drive in a river because the only one, the only time he ever driven a boat was off of an actual dock.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: So he just asks people to push the boat and then hopes it goes downriver the right way.
0: Okay, roll me a um I don't know what this would be, intelligence or yeah, roll me that. All right. And you can add your proficiency.
3: Uh, intelligence. I I got a 12.
0: 12, that's more than enough. Um so all of you kind of help push the boat off the water, off the the river bank, and you quickly yank the rope from the tree where it was gently tied and the boat sails down river. Some time passes. Is there anything you all would like to do while boating down the river for the day?
3: Now that we've started, I want to mention, I didn't know how to stop the boat.
0: (laughs) (laughs) An hour later, the boat is going down the river and you can see a rock ahead, maybe about a hundred feet poking out and the boat is heading right for it.
3: I don't know how to stop. So if anyone's got a good idea.
2: How deep is this river?
0: Um, not very. Ten at its deepest, maybe.
2: Mm, that rules out jumping in front of it and manually stopping the boat like a
0: badass. <laughs> 150 feet.
1: Uh, wait. Um, something, something heavy. Something heavy. A rock. A, a
0: giant chest. There's a rock ahead. Eliel points at the rock.
1: <laughs>
0: I need to make a splash. You need to make a splash. Haley will firebolt the rock. Ooh, roll me an attack roll, I guess. See if it's big Uh, enough for your firebolt to break it.
3: Nope, that's not how that works.
0: Just roll me a d20 and add six. 19. 19. Okay, you you whip the firebolt forward and it breaks off the top of the rock. You can see it kind of smoke curls up into the air. You've managed to break the part that is popping out of the water, though you don't know what else is below. What, uh, What do the rest of you do?
1: I'm gonna drop, actually my bag probably wouldn't be on my back. I'm gonna grab, go to my bag, I'm gonna start digging through it as fast as I can, and I'm gonna try and find one of the 10 pythons I have in my bag. Okay. I'm gonna grab it, pull it out, and then I'm gonna try and skip the python at such an angle that when it hits the water, it makes a splash outwards, like towards the direction where we're, we're headed, not towards us. Okay, roll me.
2: I'm um, super interested. I'm doing a lot of
1: like complicated things all at the same time. So first the Python, right? Yeah. So
0: you're just trying to pick it up and throw it in the water to make a splash.
1: Yes, but a splash so that you know how like a splash normally has like a ring and it yeah. Goes you're like trying
0: to push the boat away with its wake.
1: No, I'm trying to make a splash so that it only splashes in one direction, which is the direction that we're currently heading. So I'm trying to like basically skip the python so that the splash is only one direction.
0: Yeah, are you yes. just trying to nudge the boat with it? No. <laughs>
1: Damn, Jesus, that'd be to a do? hell of
0: a throwing arm.
1: So, first the python.
0: All right, roll me at a, a dexterity check or okay. strength.
1: Uh, I'm gonna choose probably. Death. No, I'm gonna choose strength. I'm gonna choose strength. All right. Hey. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's a twenty-one.
0: You throw it real good and it lands right in the water.
1: Okay. And just as... goes under. <laughs> oh, shit.
0: <laughs> um, you just basically threw a python into the river.
1: <laughs> damn it. Uh, okay. Option two. Uh, how much space,
0: if, well, hold if I had to guess? Um, let's... You, you, you. Everyone's panicking. Haley throws a firebolt. Thurbash run, rummages through his bag, picks up a python oh, yeah. and just throws it in the river. Tedward, what do you do?
2: Um, Tedward is in the back of the boat, paddling in such a way that he thinks will decelerate the boat.
0: Roll me athletics check.
2: <laughs> Holy shit!
0: Holy shit! Natural twenty. Oh my god! So, Thorbajg, you throw it in, and you watch it land in the water, and the boat tips to the side away from it, and you hear just furious splashing. <laughs> <laughs> Ted, you look behind you and see Tedward is using his arms like paddles and he's just gently using his pure athletics to push like slowly nudge the boat away from the rock like you guys very slowly pass by this rock in the middle of the river as you approach you can see like splinters of it are poking out of the water where Haley's firebolt did some damage but it didn't quite get underneath the waves
1: okay cool my idea wouldn't have worked
0: I am
2: super interested in the substance of your idea, could you like... Uh,
1: yeah, so the substance of my idea was I was going to attempt to throw a python so that the splash was going over the rock, but not towards us. And then as the splash was about to like fall apart, I was going to hit it with a ray of frost, making an ice ramp so that we went over the rock.
2: Could have been a really fucking big splash, bro. Yeah,
0: Yeah, bro. I know. A but a that's why... You basically just picked up a hammer and threw it in the river. I know we didn't have anything else. <laughs>
2: Mm, true, too bad I so, didn't have a bomb
0: As you gently pass by um, You hear Eliel go Ooh, that is some High stakes adventure Would you like to drive the boat? I can drive boats But that was Quite a show
1: I sent sarcasm from you
0: I just thought I signed on To travel with some adventurers <sighs> Oh, Just me
1: we, we have our fair share of adventure. I can count we've almost died several times. you Many of them due do, do to just strange, strange things
0: happening around us. Wait, you've almost died for each other. She looks at all of you, quest- like, surprised. I don't know about that last part, but yes, we've almost died.
1: No, I think she's right. We have almost died for each other.
0: You're telling me. Wait, pop quiz. What's Haley's favorite color? Ooh. <laughs> Can it, are you making that, that
2: that sound in character? Yes. <laughs> <You're> like, ooh. <laughs> Do they know? <laughs> um. We have one in seven odds.
1: Tedford, come here. Come here. <laughs> oh, what is
2: it? What is it? What is it? What is it?
1: I think it's orange, but I'm not quite sure. I, I think
2: this is a trick question. He's you, barred cat, aren't they colorblind?
0: Oh yeah, they. they no, see they, this is Mike chiming in. They are not colorblind. Yeah, cats yeah, aren't but, colorblind. Yeah, Dogs but Ted, Tedward's not that smart. Yeah, yeah, I know.
2: <laughs> oh, this is hey, me there. for the listener.
3: <laughs> Tell the third match to figure this out.
2: Oh please, listener! If you thought cats were colorblind, maybe go listen to some of the great courses or watch the David Attenborough video.
1: i i i don't quite remember but i will say
2: orange yeah i'm gonna back up i've my friend
0: here orange she looks to you Haley.
3: so that was a terrible question it's different every day
0: damn
2: (laughs) what is it today what is it today
3: indigo more for the word than
2: the actual God color. Damn it, the exact
0: opposite <laughs> of orange. <laughs> so you're telling me you have all died, adventuring together, died for each other, and you didn't know your companions' favorite color? You know, oh, humans almost, don't always talk about that shit.
1: Almost died. The only one that
3: not
2: human
1: was the closest was <laughs> was Tedward, and and him I'm, almost dying was in a very weird spot and we weren't sure what was going to happen and then it turns out he was just a berry for like a couple of hours so it was completely fine. No one has actually died
2: yet. Not even, not everyone even has a favorite color. That's a dumb question.
0: All right, fair.
2: Where is he from? From across the ocean. Trick question. Plays plays the specifics of that pretty close to his furry little chest. (laughs) Truthful
1: is is from a
2: community yes (laughs) straight up facts (laughs) they like books
3: truthful they like
2: stories
1: still don't really know what quantifies as a book and what doesn't i've been given very many answers and i i
2: Having so a little, little bit of trouble. Many Not that difficult. It's a tree sandwich. Moving on.
1: You have your floating book. And then uh, I don't know. Anywho. I
3: feel like you've been given two answers a book and the flying book.
1: That's a lot of answers. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there should only be one answer. No, there should be many answers.
1: He's from a community that likes books and they they do things with boats and sometimes he is magic and he runs very fast i can't keep up with him
3: i think that's more about you than me fair enough
0: <laughs> okay so you do know something you're just not total strangers
3: uh, i mean about we now. kind of are a little bit strangers a little bit we met about a month maybe two months
0: ago okay what adventures have you had so far
3: we fought a dragon
0: Eliel's eyes get very wide. We fought a pack of cobalt. Okay, that's a bit of a downgrade, but I'll take it.
1: A
3: we dug up evil. a dead body. Oh, yeah, that was the best one. <laughs> I agree.
2: That was the best we one. We should start with that one.
1: A, a person from a local guard.
2: He deserved it. We made friends with a dream weasel. Oh, I missed the dream weasel. Dream weasel was lit.
1: You also fought fought a monster that ate dreams or, or souls or something along those lines. Okay,
2: I got I... in a fight with myself, conceptually.
0: I would just like to point out that maybe half the things on those lists are crimes?
2: Crimes can be adventures. <laughs> <laughs> crimes according to who? Yeah, don't get all moral relativism on us.
0: Fair point, fair point. Um...
2: We have no charges against us.
0: Alright, that's, that is a good point. Um, hmm, you're an interesting bunch. Thank you? I only asked because, you know, we've spent like an hour and a half going down the river, and it was so boring. You just all sat in silence.
1: We're kind of going through some things.
3: I'm afraid to give the book ammo.
0: Sorry, what does that mean? It just writes about things. Are you speaking of his book? She points to the floating book.
3: Yes. He doesn't not, write the truth all the time, I've learned.
0: We
2: we no, it, it, that's that's just not right. It we, does Let's. She
1: doesn't need to know about the book. Nobody really needs to know about the book.
2: Everyone needs to know about the
1: book. No, the, it's a
2: completely true account of all the things that have happened to us. Give it a read sometime if you're bored. It's the book's fault, we fought the fire.
0: You fought fire?
3: Living fire, yes, it was part of an engine. Keep up.
0: All
1: right, all right. Also pissed off a celestial, but we're not gonna talk about that and we're gonna
3: forget the entirety of that. I just wanna point out that was the book's fault. We should should know and worry about that.
0: Wait, so the, the things the book writes can become real?
2: If it writes about the future, yes, apparently. You know, it's not clear if it just knows things or if it makes things up. I honestly don't know. It's a very
1: confusing book, to be quite honest.
0: What if it writes something about me?
2: It probably does. Do something that isn't stupid. Maybe the book will write about you like it writes about Jeez.
0: me. I have done many things that aren't stupid. Oh, apparently not.
2: It's not even a chapter on you.
0: She tackles the book and grabs it. <laughs> I mean she can try. Yeah, it, very... it, it wriggles out of her grasp and flies away and she goes, damn it. Wait, so you don't speak to each other because you're afraid the book will write things down and change things about you.
3: No. That's me. That's we... my that's my worries.
1: We have um
3: It's a dumb worry. It's recent.
1: A a growing relationship. The slow growing relationship.
0: Okay, okay.
1: And we haven't had a lot of time to just sit and chat, to be honest. Most of the time we're running for our lives.
2: Yeah, we're growers. Not showers. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> is that
3: is that this one? Is it is that this uh session's <laughs> all the way to the top? Yeah.
0: That was a low hanging fruit very low yeah they really are oh my god (laughs) I'm cutting that out we're gonna
2: (laughs) we're gonna conquer this 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 evil being with the power of
0: dick jokes (laughs) regardless she looks to you Haley you're afraid this thing can change you or change your future
3: I, I don't know, okay, it worries me and I panic. Anxiety's a problem, all right?
0: Okay.
1: Let's, let's just say the book is very strange. Um, it does a lot of things that we don't really understand, not to mention flying. And the person who knows the most about the book does some very strange things as well. So, kind mm-hmm. of not a very good information source. Who might that be? Take a wild guess.
0: Does everyone look at Tedward? I look at Tedward. <laughs> as Tedward is
2: trying to put that tooth back in. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> Ouch. Ouch. And you hear, every time he does, one word being scribbled as the book.
0: Ouch. Ouch. Grab that book. Ouch. I want to know what it's writing. Ouch. uh I
2: told you, all you gotta do is say you want to read about Tedward the Magnificent, the Enviable, Whom All Men Fear and All Women Desire.
0: That title is longer (laughs) since the last time, and as she's saying this, it's cut off as the book flies in front of you and props open in the air. What was it writing? Ouch. (laughs) Ouch. God damn it.
2: Oh, it's But it's as Tedward is being punched, he's chained up and he's being punched by a giant. Not that he's putting his own tooth back in his head.
0: Tedward, what is causing you this pain right now that's making you say, ouch, what is it? Uh,
2: <laughs> that's difficult to say. Kind of an omnidirectional suffering right now.
0: <laughs> As you push the tooth in, ow.
2: <laughs> got this, got this luth chiclet here. That's not, that's not thrilling me. Ouch. My friend is a lynx. Ouch. I'm on a boat. Don't like boats. Ouch. My arms are pretty tired. I don't remember what from. Now I'm being interrogated about it.
0: All right, I see this is a sore subject. I'll let it go for now. And Lel plops down at the front of the boat. And I think this is a good spot to fade off as Ted Ward. Trying to jam his tooth in. (laughs) Ah, got it. Hey, everybody. It's really weird recording almost the same thing twice in two episodes, but we are actually back from hiatus. For real this time. I'd like to thank you all for your patience and dedication to our craft and our stories. The past few months have been a whirlwind. I've moved to a totally different state, had a few medical conundrums, and Vivian, our beloved rabbit, which you may have heard scuttling in the background of our episodes, passed away recently, and that's thrown us for a loop. All in the course of a few months. So this project had to take some time on the back burner. Our release days have officially moved to Mondays, as you may have noticed with today's release. So now you can enjoy us on the worst day of the week. Come on, we all know Monday sucks. Anyways, I'm super excited to get digging into this arc. It's very character-focused, and we'll get to throw a spotlight on everyone in ways you may not expect. Let's turn our wanderers into a real adventuring party, not just a bunch of strangers who don't even know, you know, favorite colors. Our songs and ambient music for this episode are features from Kevin McLeod and Sword Coast Soundscape, which you can find in our episode description and on their Bandcamp pages. Stay safe, and see you soon.
2: You know, I'm like, wrong. <laughs> doesn't Denver already have a tooth that was put back in upside yeah. down? Yes.
1: I was looking at yes. the whole entire time.
0: <laughs> this is the second one.
2: I didn't know that you fucking crossed the ocean in a boat. That's pretty rad. Like government an island nation. Are you like an ambassador? Uh, yeah. sure, let's go with that. <laughs> okay, so that makes me think maybe you're some kind of criminal and you're running I mean, away.
1: Out of character. I don't know how you like got a- that. I'm a, a story collector.
2: <laughs> Tedward thinks Tedward jumps to the worst conclusions. So if you don't tell him why you brave the ocean in a boat, he's going to assume you're a fugitive criminal. <laughs>